Welcome to this episode of the Creeptastic Nerds. I am Tyler Gibson. I am Justin Vaughn. I'm Jay Gibson. And we are the Creeptastic Nerds. All right, on this episode, uh, we're going to continue on our conversation about uh, Attitude Era Wrestling. Because <laughs> it's something me and Jay apparently had a lot to talk about last week, and we still didn't cover everything. Uh, before we start that, though, got some useless information here. Um, in the oldest known version of the Cinderella fairy tale, her slippers were made of gold, not glass. Did not know that. Yeah, I mean, that makes more sense than glass. I mean, because if it falls, it's just going to break. Right. Well, I want to say that, but there is some glass you can drop and it don't break. I, I would think they would break under the weight of the person wearing them, honestly, no matter how heavy they are, it'd be glad. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. And they're dancing. Yeah, maybe. Just... <laughs> a woman once received a box in the mail with a human brain in it. That's kind of messed up. It's always a little twisted. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Reading about yawning makes most people yawn, which makes sense. Because if you see someone yawn, you yawn. It's called empathy. Human thigh bones are stronger than concrete. Human what? Human thigh bones are stronger than concrete. The four most dangerous steps in a staircase are the two steps at the top and the two at the bottom, <laughs> which is usually where people fall. That last step's a doozy. <laughs> <clears throat> Baboons cannot throw overhand. I did not know that. I did not know that either. Chickens lay more eggs. When pop music is played. Hmm. And the last one. A 13 year old boy once found a tooth growing out of his left foot. Okay. How is there a tooth growing out of his left foot? That's a little weird. Seeing how teeth are just bone. That's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that one's uh, a little odd. Alright, so obviously Tyler's not with us again this week. Uh, still under quarantine for at least a few more days. He'll be back next week. At the time of recording, I should say he's not with us. Um, as when this gets posted, be his last day of quarantine. So he'll be able to come back and record with us as long as he doesn't have corona. <clears throat> Me and Courtney, I was watching uh, Moonshiners and she. They talked about, you know, COVID, and she goes, man, they're just working that into everything right now, aren't they? You know, it's funny, uh, Casey pointed out to me today, because she had a post on Facebook about Tangled, the movie Tangled, you know, how Rapunzel was kept locked up in his castle. You know what the name of the kingdom was? Corona. All right, after we had a few technical <laughs> difficulties... Uh, apparently, my mic got somewhat unplugged. Apparently, we're still picking up, though. Uh, yes, actually, I did not know that about Rapunzel. That's actually a pretty cool fact. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Since pointed out, yeah. it is pretty funny. But Disney was always a forward thinker, so. But then again, it's whoever wrote the actual story is a forward thinker. I wonder how they come up with the corona the coronavirus name. The corona for the name? Yeah, I don't know. Uh was it uh, from the beer, Corona? <laughs> I have no idea. Probably whoever was writing it was probably drinking Corona. Like, no, oh, what if name the kingdom? Give the kingdom this name. 
Uh, all right, <clears throat> on to our topic for today. Uh, Attitude Era Wrestling. So last week we talked about NWO DX. Briefly touched on Stone Cold and The Rock. Talked about the Four Horsemen. Yeah, we talked about Four Horsemen. Uh, some talked about Evolution or women's wrestling. I think we definitely should talk about that. Because women's wrestling in the late 90s, early 2000s, during the Attitude Era, uh, was very different. Yeah. Uh, they had wrestling matches, but... Most of the female matches were brawl and panty matches. That's because of the time, man. Uh, but you also had dumbass shit like bringing back the legendary women, the fabulous Moolin <laughs> Mae Young, and her giving the birth to a hand. Yeah. Or getting a powerbomb through a table, thanks to Bubba Ray Dudley. Yeah. Uh, but you did, yeah, like you said, a lot of brawl and painting matches. Uh, the two standout stars, really, from that era was uh, Trish Stratus, who originally came in as manager for Test and Albert, called TNA for tits and ass, because <laughs> of her having tits and ass. Yep. Uh, which, did you know she's a yoga instructor now? No, I did not she, know that. She actually has her own yoga program. Damn. Called Stratisfaction. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. Everything of hers deals with her last name, man. Yeah. So why change it now? Right. Uh, same with DDP. You look at his. It's DDPY. Yeah. So it makes sense. And uh, then you have uh, Lita. Lita was really cool because she always showed the thong. Hell yeah. Dude, Lita was a bad bitch. Uh, she actually started in Mexico. Did not she went to Mexico and seen the high flyers. Decided that's the kind of wrestling she wanted to wanted to do, which is really freaking cool. And obviously, she fit in with the team because you did at the time you did have Matt who did a little bit of high flying, not a lot. Then you had Jeff who did a lot of yeah. high flying, still yeah, does. She was Matt's girlfriend for a while. Then she was Edge's girlfriend, and then her and Edge fucked in the middle of the ring. Not really. Yeah, they made it look like it really were. Uh, they, they actually ended. They actually ended the women's division altogether for a long time. Yeah. Because uh, Medusa, well, everywhere else she's called Medusa. In WWE, she is Alundra Blaze. She actually w jumped ship to WCW and threw the, the women's the title in the trash. Yeah. Huge controversy over that. Oh, yeah. She even said she wished she would have never done it. <laughs> Eric Bischoff on his podcast said he didn't actually ask her to do that, like to bring the title. Like she said, hey, what, what do you want me to do with this title? I still have it. Then he told her to bring it. Like He didn't just ask her, hey, do you still have it or anything like that. Right. Or that's his side of the story. She tells us obviously a different side of the story. <laughs> Because every story has three sides. She got inducted into the Hall of Fame, didn't she? She did. Just, what was it, last year or year before? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. It wasn't too long ago. Uh, actually, yeah, most of the women from the from Attitude Era have been inducted yeah, so far. I thought so. Other than Mickey James. But that's because she's still wrestling. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, she she's the only one that has been inducted, I think. Because Jacqueline, Ivy, uh, Trish Stratus, Victoria. Uh, well, I don't know if Sable was or not. The only way China was ever going to, for what I was told, the only way there, she's ever going to get inducted was as part yeah, of DX. Yeah. Which is why they made such a big push for DX to be inducted. Yeah. Uh, that way they can honor her. I don't understand why she wouldn't be put in there. Yeah. Truth is, man, she didn't really have a great singles run. I guess she really didn't, did she? Uh, most of her singles run was fighting guys because she refused yeah. to fight women. Well, because she was so massive. <laughs> I don't care. Look, look wanted, what look at what AEW's doing right now. She wanted a challenge, man. Look what AEW's doing right now. The first transgender women's champion. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, well, she don't have the title right now, but yeah, she won the title a while ago, and she she was born a dude. Signed her as Nyla Rose. Nice. And put the championship on her. Nice. First ever. To ever hold a major, first ever transgender woman to hold a major title in a major promotion in the U.S. That's pretty cool, actually. Yes. That they're, you know, recognizing that shit. Awesome. Yeah. That's that's what I mean, though. So, that's pretty cool. I mean, she could have easily wrestled women. She was a women's champion. Uh, China was. But the women's championship then was kind of a... It was contested in brown painting matches (laughs) or uh, bikini matches. There was only like a few women wrestlers at the time that actually wrestled actual matches that weren't Raw Panty. Yeah, Lita and Trish. Uh, Victoria could. I think Ivy could. Uh, There's only a couple. And Mickey James. Because Mickey James is actually a pretty good wrestler. Yeah, they're only letting a couple of them. They've like a match at the time. Um. Technically, they all did have matches because you know you still had like uh, Tori Wilson, who was smoking hot. When I, when I was looking up everything information on the subject, it, I read something about it. There was only they only had a couple of them that they were actually letting wrestle regular matches. The rest of them they were just having to do ball panty matches. Well, like I said, but then you had like people like Tori Wilson. She was eye candy, man. She was never going to be like. <laughs> Of just a straight wrestler, she was brought in WCW as one of the Nitro Girls, which I love the idea of the Nitro Girls. <laughs> Who doesn't? What guy doesn't? Come on. <laughs> well, their their product was directed towards men or guys eighteen to forty nine or whatever. Yeah. It, it was directed at them kind of guys. And like you said, what guy doesn't like that? But and then Stacy Keebler, who who had legs for days, but legs for days. <laughs> uh, she to me she wasn't that hot because she was a board. I like a I like a woman with a little bit of curve, man. Right, gotta have a little bit. Gotta have a little bit of. Which is why my favorite female wrestler was Lita and Trish. Oh, so loves Lita. <laughs> yeah, I always thought Lita was hot as shit. Uh, that and it was just cool seeing a woman do that kind of stuff. Moon salts and swantons and because yeah, Lita was just as crazy as fucking Jeff or yeah, so that's yeah. what I mean. It's just cool seeing a woman do that. 
uh, well, I mean, later on, WWE switched their women's division to the Divas division. Yeah. Which was just dumb. Diva title. Well, it's because that's what they're looking for, man. They're looking for a diva. They're not, they weren't looking for actual woman wrestler. Uh, but that, that kind of meant that they weren't as important. Until the women's revolution, then. Which is nice that they probably changed all that, though. You know, women ma- getting matches like the fucking Chamber Match, Elimination Chamber. Yes. They're getting Royal Rumbles and shit like that, though, finally. They headlined WrestleMania. Fuck yeah. The close, the, the main event at WrestleMania. Come on, man. It's awesome that they finally are doing that now. Uh, and that, man, if you actually watch that WrestleMania, that was like seven hours long. Damn. By the time that match hit, it was like two in the morning here. Jesus. I stayed up that entire time, watched it, <laughs> and that when that match hit, you know how most crowds like once they get once they wa- once they watch like three hours wrestling, I mean they're just dead. Man, that match, dude, they were still hype. Like that's the match everybody was waiting for. Yeah, women's wrestling has come a long way from what it was back then. Dude, and the storyline leading up to it was just amazing. See, that's what they. That's what was interesting about Attitude Era. They had decent storylines. You know, Stone Cold going against Vince McMahon, you know, the blue-collar guy against the boss. Man, he's every man's man because, you know, that's what everybody, <laughs> every man wanted to do. Then The Rock just, his charisma, man. It just couldn't be touched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, me and Jay was just talking, and... As, as cool as all this stuff is, uh, we do have to actually have to say something because uh, there, there's a guy that nobody realized he was so a part of every big storyline, except for Stone Cold. He actually, honestly, admitted he never worked with Stone Cold. Uh, not because he didn't like Stone Cold, but just Stone Cold didn't need him. Uh, and that was the late, great Pat Patterson, who actually died just a couple weeks ago and every podcast I've been listening to for the last week that's a wrestling podcast has all done at least one show about him. Uh, one has actually done literally three shows this last week and they're usually one show a week. They've done three. Damn. That was just, one of them was just, I mean, guy just, he broke down, man. He was huge friend. He was really, really, really close friends with Pat, and he just, Man, he broke down. And Pat was a part of all the big storylines. Like, he actually had storylines himself in the 90s <laughs> as the Stooge. Uh, that's how most people would know him. Stooge. He was one of the Stooges. And done a lot of dumb shit. Like, he was a hardcore champion during that time. Oh, yeah. uh, he wrestled in a... Uh, bro- a what was it? A... Uh, ball gown match, or you know, got dressed in a got in a ball gown and uh, had bra and panties on too, oh, and makeup, a wig, the whole nine yards, and he had to wrestle the other stooge. Man, it's just it's funny. He's also the creator of the Royal Rumble, which is a huge event now. Yeah. Now you have a women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, now you got two Royal Rumbles on the same show. Yeah. Uh, but that, that was his idea. But he worked closely with a lot of big name stars like The Rock, 
The Undertaker, Chris Jericho. You know, these are huge stars. Huge. Big names right there. Uh, he helped a few of the women out. Uh, he didn't talk about it, all the women, but he's also the first known gay wrestler. Uh, and the time he came up, man, it was a little taboo. Yeah, it wasn't something that we really talked about back then. He always referred to his boyfriend as his, or I shouldn't call him his boyfriend, his life partner, because they were together for over 30 years. We just referred to him as his friend. That way nobody knew because, you know. wasn't heard of back then. But there were there was people that knew. And it was, to me, it's just funny. Like, uh, everything I heard about him this week, like, he, he'd fuck with you. Tell you. Like, if you say, if he says, oh, I want to go get a drink, he'd take you to a gay bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then tell you that, uh, that you're just not his type. <laughs> Had to have a good time with it. I mean, that was a good thing. Oh man, yeah, he he make he, apparently he cracked jokes about it too. <laughs> like he wanted you to feel comfortable about it. That was a good thing. And yeah, those those are really cool. And he actually when he came out it was actually on Legends House on the WWE Network, and I actually watched it. And, like he really he broke down because that's that was a big fucking deal. Yeah. By then his life partner was already gone but it means a big fucking deal yeah because he was the first one to just come straight out and say he, he was gay still doesn't to me man it doesn't it doesn't matter right. this man was a genius in the wrestling world no shit. <laughs> no shit. everyone says the same thing like if you ran a promotion you wanted pat patterson to be your finish guy because no he was shit. just genius coming up with finishes Shit, man. Uh, all right, so moving on past him. Uh, so we did say it, Chris Jericho. The way he started was cool. Uh, he wrestled first in Japan. Well, he's from Canada. Obviously, probably wrestled there a little bit. But he went to Japan. Then Paul Heyman brought him over for ECW. And the WCW picked him up from there. Cause that's he actually how- had his own band. Yes, called Fozzie. Yeah. Uh, Steven showed it to him when I was like, dude, check this out. Check this band out. And I was like, let's do it. He's like, you know who that is? I'm like, no. He goes, it's Chris Jericho. I'm like, no. Nah. So he pulled the video. He's like, yeah, look. I'm like, holy shit. He's like, what the hell? Like, oh, I man. I know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. It's it's pretty cool. And it's really good. He's pretty good, too. Like, uh, damn. Yeah, he started out as in WCW as a cruiserweight. Didn't he, he called the Lion Tamer. Chris Jericho. <laughs> All of his moves dealt with lion taming or something. Like uh, his little flip off, his little moonsault off the bottom rope called Lion Salt. Oh, man. Uh, his finishing move, the Walls of Jericho, as it's called now, was called uh, the Lion Tamer. Of course it was. It, Walls of Jericho come from when he went to WWE. Yeah. And that's also where he got the Code Breaker. Uh,. But he's the first uh, undisputed champ. He's the best in the business at what he does. <laughs> that was CM Punk. Best in the world at what he does. That, you listen to Chris Jericho. He said that shit all the time. Uh, he started the list 
the list of Jericho was originally the list of new, of moves he knew uh, because he was going up against Dean Malenko in WCW, and Dean Malenko was a man of a thousand holds. And so Chris Jericho said, well, I'm a man of a thousand and one holds. And every time he come out, he have a mic, and he's just listing, listing oh, off all these different moves. He said armbar like five times. <laughs> He even tried to get into a spot with uh, Goldberg in WCW. And that's where the Monday Night Jericho started. <laughs> Which is freaking cool because he got over as a heel. And, and how, how many people can say that? Like, they genuinely got over acting like a dick. Yeah. Because that was Jericho's whole thing, man. He just acted like a dick. Yeah. And this man's spanned generations already. Like, most recent, he was the first ever AEW champion. Yeah, so now he's wrestling AEW. <clears throat> yeah, he was the very first AEW champion. Actually got his own fucking champagne. He actually left WWE for a little while. Because for a while he was hosting that fucking, like, robot. Yeah, show. well, they, a, lot of the, a lot of the wrestlers do a lot of other stuff outside, he was, too. So he left WWE for a while. And they come back. You know, he tried to come back to WWE and Vince McMahon wouldn't give him an answer. And then Tony Khan contacted him and offered him a contract. And it was a nice contract. And then Vince McMahon, once he found out about it, then he wanted him to back out of that contract so he could sign with them. And Chris Jericho was like, I can't do it. Actually, there's several of them over on AEW now that we're Part of the Attitude Era, actually, uh, like Matt Hardy. Hopefully, AEW doesn't do what WCW did and just pick up all of old WWE talent. Because Cody Rhodes is over there. Cody Rhodes is there from the start. So uh, is Chris Jericho. Uh, John Moxley. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what he went by. Dean Ambrose is there. I'm trying to think of it. Yeah. John Moxley's over there. Uh, <clears throat> dude, uh, dude that used to run with fucking Bray Wyatt is over there. Brody Lee's his name now, but he was uh, Luke Harper. Yeah, Luke Harper, he's over there. Uh, Rusev is on there. Yeah, don't ask me what his name is because I, I don't know it. But he's blonde. <laughs> that I do know. <laughs> Actually, it's doing. funny because uh, his wife is still with WWE and just signed a new blonde. contract. Yeah, <laughs> with just signed a new contract with him. <laughs> And now he's still he's in AEW. She's in WWE. Now, the only good thing is AEW doesn't run house shows. So these guys only have to wrestle one day a week. And that makes a huge difference. There's several of them over there now on AEW. Some of them actually wrestle two days a week because they wrestle. Neville. I do believe Neville's over there now. Neville. Yeah. Yeah, he's a pack now. That gravity forgot or whatever. He's over there now, too. There's several of them that went over to AEW. Well, there's several of them that went over once AEW started. So I can't say anything. And Chris Jericho, you needed Chris Jericho to hold your title first. Because you need... I mean, he is a former world champ everywhere he was, except for WCW. And I don't think he held it in ECW. But all over the world, man. He, he is a former world champ. You needed him to legitimize your title. Cody Rhodes left WWE. He was star or something. Star. Stardust. Stardust. He went all kinds of cuckoo. Huh. 
He, he kind of imitated his brother, Goldust. Goldust. Yeah. Or Dustin Rhodes. But he was a little more of <laughs> <laughs> It was just a weird character, man. And Cody Rhodes didn't really need it. No. Uh, he finally actually just won his last name back through trademark. He just now won it back. So he can actually use Rhodes as his last <laughs> name now. Uh, but then, yeah, you, like you said, Dustin, he was part of the, again, part of the Attitude Era. Yeah. I mean, who would have ever thought of a cross-dressing character like Goldust? Yeah. Vince McMahon did. He thought it would be a big hit, and it was. It was. It was huge. It was huge in the early I mean, 90s. He still, he, still, he still wrestled you know, all these years later. Yeah, it, it was just, actually, it was just really cool. It, later versions of it was just comedy bits. Because he had him and, him and uh, fucking R-Troop were tagged partners for a while. The Golden <laughs> Troop. <laughs> Same with him and Booker T, the Golden <laughs> Book. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was just funny, man. It uh, Goldust is another one from that era that man, you just you wouldn't believe got over. But he did. And he got over phenomenally. Yeah, he was big. Long time. And he'd leave WWE and he'd just stop wrestling for a while or he'd just wrestle under his actual name, Dustin. And he'd come back and pick back up the Goldust character. Like he never even left? And <laughs> he'd change it up just a little bit so it's new. But <laughs> he, just, he was so weird that people, uh, people just didn't realize like they really liked him. Because who's ever going to admit, oh, dude, one of my favorite wrestlers is Goldust. <laughs> right. Ain't nobody going to admit that shit. <laughs> <laughs> anybody else, anybody. Uh, obviously, we still haven't actually talked about the really, some really big stars there. Uh, like the APA. I love the APA. Their whole gimmick in the Attitude Era was <laughs> phenomenal. After they got out of the... Ministry of Darkness, or whatever it was called. Yeah. Uh, their their whole gimmick was sitting in the back, playing cards, smoking cigars, and drinking beer. <laughs> that was their whole gimmick. And they legit was drinking beer. And then they put that stupid door. And he, they said, uh, Brad, John Bradshaw, he actually said, uh, it was really weird because people actually used the door. <laughs> and there was nothing around it. People would actually open the door and walk through. <laughs> Why not? Like, people just caught on to the gimmick and it just, it worked. <laughs> or if, like, somebody needed them, they'd knock on the door. <laughs> Instead of just ringing around the door saying, hey, I need you. <laughs> nope. Always go through the door. Always knock on the door. Why not? That is phenomenal. Makes it more fun. Makes it interesting. Oh, dude, it was. It, it was it funny. Entertaining. That's all. That's the name that's of the what, game, right there. Make it entertaining. All right, um, moving on here. Uh, we've got to talk about Nation of Domination. Uh, started by Varuk, who was a part of the APA after Nation broke up. Uh, Nation of Domination, actually, a lot of Hall of Fame talent in that group. Uh, I think the only two they had that one guy, but. Man, I don't remember his name. 
It was like Ahmed Johnson or some shit yeah, like that. I mean, like that, yeah. he was just never really that big. Uh, yeah. But the, the other members of the group, almost all of them went into the Hall of Fame already. Uh, Varouk, Hall of Famer. First African-American world champion. Yeah. Uh, then you have Mark Henry. World's strongest man. <laughs> was legit. The world's strongest man. Yeah. Like, actually left WWE for a little bit so he can go compete in yeah. that again. He's a big man. Uh, they actually showed a Ooh. video of him actually holding a, a limo back. Ooh. He said the only problem was the grill broke where his feet were. <laughs> uh, or pulling a semi. Like th- This is stuff he actually does. And... Vince McMahon actually told him, "If you're gonna, if you're gonna take a break from this to go do that, he said, if you lose, you're done. I'm not bringing you back because I cannot have the second world's strongest man." <laughs> That's kind of bogus. Well, kind of makes sense though, man. If his whole gimmick is the world's the strongest, strongest man, man, yeah. man, you just killed your entire character that way. And so Vince McMahon was right, and. Mark Henry did win, so he came back as the world's strongest man. Well, yeah, because on the back on the back of his wrestling guitar, whatever you want to call it, it didn't it have WS on it. Yeah, it's called a singlet. Singlet. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, but he later on created the Hall of Pain, which is pretty cool. <laughs> cool, pretty cool play on words from the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have wanted to run into him in a dark alley. He's a big man. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Then, of course, you got the Godfather. I don't know what he was called at the time. I don't know if he was actually called Godfather when he was part of that or uh, Papa Shango or whatever he was called before then. Uh, I know he later became the Godfather and had the hoes and the hoe train. The hoe train. Uh, And, man, that was was awesome. And then you had... uh, D'Lo Brown, who's still not part of the Hall of Fame, and you had The Rock. Obviously, The Rock kind of overshadowed. Well, they had The Rock as part of it because he wasn't really too big yet. No, you're right. Nobody really liked him. So they put him in with them to try to... So Varouk could actually teach him. It's it's literally what the whole point of it was to have Varouk teach him. And then he kind of just blew up. (laughs) Apparently, uh, The Rock's catchphrase, Know Your Role... That was actually Baruch's catchphrase for the group itself is know your role. Know your role. And the you know, Dwayne Johnson just kind of took it and made it his own, man. It, it became a catchphrase. Yeah, he blew up. And he done dumb shit like give Baruch a picture of himself. <laughs> <laughs> like uh he's presenting them all with gifts. You know, he gave all these guys like uh Rolexes and stuff like that, and then he gives Baruch this big package, <laughs> and the Baruch unwrapped it, and it was the Rock. <laughs> it was just a big ass picture of the Rock, and he told Baruch to know his role. <laughs> know your role. Uh, yeah, I mean, once he got somewhere, he got comfortable. Then we got the Rock. You smell what the Rock is cooking. Uh, dude, he still does that. I know. Every time he comes back. Yeah. Uh, that's how you. That's how we got the rock, which is really freaking cool. Oh uh, yeah. 
I mean, think about it. It was a group started by Baruch. He, the Rock will go in the Hall of Fame. We already know he will. No doubt. Uh, so, but you have Baruch's Hall of Famer, Mark Henry Hall of Famer, Godfather Hall of Famer. Then the Rock does four Hall of Famers from that group. Yeah. That's pretty fucking phenomenal. Uh, now, yes, technically, DX is made nothing but Hall of Famers now, and some two-time Hall of Famers. Well, one two-time Hall of Famer. <laughs> uh, same with NWO, nothing but two-time Hall of Famers. And so, yeah, you you do have that, but I mean, for a group to produce like single Hall of Famers, like single career Hall of Famers, pretty fucking phenomenal. It is, that is really phenomenal. I mean, will they go in as a group of Hall of Famers? I don't know. Probably not. But I hope they do because it, be it cool was. It would be cool to see, but it, it was kind of a cool idea at the time, and. The only thing people don't, a lot of people don't think it, it ages well. But I don't know, man. It's still pretty relevant, and I mean, he, you know, they can still. Pretty sure all of them can still go pretty good. Yeah. Well, the Rock can. He's come back several times. Yeah, just for a run or two for the title, and then go, then he leave and go do a movie, Nick. Be I mean, gone for a while. He showed up. He showed up at WrestleMania to inter- introduce Ronda Rousey before she started. Yeah, be... that was kind of funny though. Because she beat the hell out of Stephanie. <laughs> you know what though, man? That was the thing. Like, okay, when he when they brought in Ronda Rousey, people realized she was the baddest bitch on the planet. There's a reason she had that moniker. Yeah, like most of her fights were less than ten seconds. She she went undefeated for the longest time until that one match. Anybody can be be beat at any time. Yep. That that's the that's the whole thing. The cool thing about her though is she she got to use the name Rowdy Ronda Rousey, and yes. and had Roddy Piper's jacket. Yes. Because he was like her mentor or something. It like that. it made sense. Uh, I kind of wish they would have stayed stayed away from the Roddy Piper gimmick because she did come out with Cindy Lauper. Music, which yeah. is funny because Roddy Piper and Cindy Lauper didn't get along <laughs> in storyline. I don't know how they were really behind right. the scenes, but they didn't get along in storyline. But it was cool that he that he was kind of like her mentor or whatever. It, she was he training his. Yeah. Which coming to WWE just made sense, but she actually beat up Triple H, which was awesome. Yeah. Because it showed she can wrestle dudes. And she was a woman. She was the Raw Women's Champ for. She's still wrestling with them. No, she's not. I didn't think so. She's gone for right now. Uh, the idea was for her to take a step back after that first year and try to have a kid. And her and her husband had saw them had a kid. They're just running their farm, and she she wants to come back. I'm saying I haven't seen her in a long while. But anyways, uh, back to that there. Yeah, kind of back going back there. Uh, for a minute. Well, then you have like evolution come right at the end of the attitude era, more yeah. ruthless aggression era. However, it gave Ric Flair something to do, and for him to teach these other guys, yeah, Batista, 
<coughs> Batista and Randy Orton, Randy Orton, the two young guys. Randy Orton being the youngest. Uh, you know, it, it, the idea was to put them with Ric Flair and Triple H. They can teach them the business right. better and kind of direct their career a little bit. What's best for business. And <laughs> obviously they did because uh, Batista's now a Hall of Famer too. Yeah. Ric Flair's a two-time Hall of Famer. He's probably going to be the first three-time Hall of Famer. Possibly. Uh, and then you, then Randy Orton. Going to yeah. be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know he'll be in there. He, he's had a Hall of Fame career. The Viper. And still going. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, another going to be another Hall of Famer. You don't quite realize how many like Attitude Era stars are either in the Hall of Fame or just waiting to go in. Like Christian's not in the Hall of Fame yet, but he should be. Oh yeah, he had an amazing career. He's a two-time World Heavyweight Champion, I think it is. Uh, Winning it after Edge retired. He's only a transitional champion there, but still, it was kind of a nice little, you know, push for him until he retired from. Uh, I want to say concussions. Uh, he was actually told, hey, you can't get any more. Like, there's yeah. no coming back from this. You cannot wrestle anymore. Yeah. And he took Dr. at the word and he retired. Of course, his wasn't a huge fanfare like Edge's was. Because yeah. Edge's was very unsuspected. He just won the title back. Big, just big, big deal. And Edge had to come out and say, I, I have to retire. Yeah. Uh, they're Edge and Christian, obviously, a Hall of Fame tag team. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're part of the brood <laughs> with Gangrel as fake vampires. I mean, who doesn't want to play a vampire, I guess? They had fun with it. They did. They got them over. They did have a pretty badass fucking interest, though. They did the Ring of Fire Fuck coming yeah. up through the Ring of Fire. That, that was awesome. Was cool as hell. And Gangrel do never. I don't. I don't ever remember actually seeing him wrestle. I'm sure he did, but I don't ever remember. I don't think he was ever phenomenal. I remember him wrestling, but I remember him being on the outside during tag team matches. And then, like when the opponent would come up, he'd spray him in the face with that fake blood. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think like yeah. he would drink it and then spray it and then spit it in their face. Yeah, which. It was a cool, a cool effect. <laughs> yeah, I think the other two did most of the wrestling. I think he was more of a manager. So cool, man. I don't have a problem with that. Because no, a lot of te- a lot of people need managers, especially when they start because they don't they're not, you know, they don't have the mic skills yet. And then their natural charisma comes out. Although Paul Heyman gets a little annoying. <laughs> okay. Paul Heyman might. However, Paul Heyman Fucking genius. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's huge. He gets fucking annoying. My name is Paul Heyman. All right. Look, you want to talk about Paul Heyman? I'm so, the man behind the man. Came, came in. He started uh, in WCW. Or he was in WCW as Paulie Dangerously. Went to ECW. Took over ECW. ECW blew up for a while as extreme championship wrestling and they did a, they done a lot of dumb ass shit Eddie Paul he hasn't been around for a while man he didn't do shit for a 
Uh, like I said, do, doing a lot of dumb ass shit, like uh, scaffold matches, and every match was hardcore. Man, they actually got sued for kid dying because the kid lied and said he was eighteen when he wasn't. He was only seventeen. And New yeah. Jack beat the fuck out of him. Yeah. Uh, actually beat him like bloody. And, Damn. But that's just, that was the whole thing. Like, New Jack, that is what he did. Yeah. You know. Then, then of course, family tried to sue ECW and Paul Hammond. He had documents showing he was 18. His dad said he was 18. So... They got they got cleared of it, and even New Jack got cleared of all charges that were brought against him yeah. because of it. But so think, now, now even Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy. Uh, the stars that were created from from Paul Heyman's mind, like Stone Cold, didn't he? Couldn't talk on the mic when he was stunning Steve Austin. Yeah. He went to he got fired from WCW. Went to ECW. Paul Heyman. Put a camera in front of him. Didn't give him a mic because they did all their promos in the basement of Paul Heyman's parents' house. <laughs> and hey, it works, I guess. Man, they, he just let him go. Let him just rip on Eric Bischoff and Vince McMahon and everything else that was just pissing him off. And all of a sudden, he got signed from w- <laughs> you know, to WWE because of his promos. He's a, he's a good technical wrestler, but his promo gave him the ringmaster, and so that that's all because of Paul Heyman. It is. All right, another group. <laughs> Jade, you point out <laughs> we definitely got to talk about is too cool, man. Uh, I mean, you got to talk about Rikishi. Yeah, Rikishi, uh, Grandmaster Sexy, and. Uh, <laughs> Whatever that other guy's name is. <laughs> I never remember that other guy's name. Uh, I know one of them did the worm, which is now known as the caterpillar. Oh, <laughs> why is it known as the caterpillar now? Because the big old fat guy that does it. Oh, God. Hey, dude, definitely should watch it, man. He's super entertaining. His name is Otis. Definitely super entertaining. Oh, Otis? I don't yeah. know who this is. He does it? Yeah, he does, oh, he does, ca- he does the caterpillar. It's oh, no longer God. called the worm. Uh he yeah, even does like the hip thing like they used to do. I mean, it was awesome. Because he actually won the uh, money in the bank. Money in the bank when they did it through the fucking tower. Yeah, and he just lost the money in the bank. Briefcase to the Miz. Uh-uh. Dumb as shit. Pushing, pushing him, pushing him, pushing him. How did he lose the case? He lost the match. The hell? Oh, yeah. A lot of interference, man. I didn't know. I didn't know to put the case up. Oh yeah. Matches. Oh yeah. What the hell? Yeah, it was kind of bullshit. Anyways, then you, had, you had Rikishi. You had Rikishi, who started House Fatu, which is actually his last name, uh, part of the Samoan dynasty. But he didn't really get over until the Rikishi character, and they put him with that with the tag, you know, that tag team, and that did the dancing. And then all of a sudden, you seen Rikishi put on sunglasses and start dancing. <laughs> got over. Face. <laughs> Man, from what I hear, dude, that was an honor from everybody to everybody to actually take that move. The honor to get his ass in your face because it was so over. That was the biggest pop of the night. 
I mean, oh, no, they man. don't want some dude's ass in their face, but <laughs> you, you, when you're wrestling, you, you live for them pops. Hugest pop of the whole night. And no matter what, you couldn't make him a heel because it just didn't work. Yeah. Uh, but, man, you get some, you give someone a stinky face and you're so over as a baby face, what do you ever need to turn heel for? Him and his sons, actually, when Rikishi got inducted into the Hall of Fame, him and his sons were doing that dance. Actually, uh, on an episode, it was like a special episode or something, John Cena was out in the ring talking, and then the Usos come out, and they're trying to get him to sing. You know, it was Dr. Love or whatever he was when he you know started as a rapper or whatever. Dr. Thugonomics? Yeah, Dr. Thugonomics. They're trying to get him to do that, and he wouldn't do it. And I was like, here comes Rikishi. <laughs> come pound in the ring with him. And like, come on, we're Dr. Thugonomics. Come on, you know, you want to see. And they all, all would just start dancing and singing in the ring. <laughs> like, oh, Lord. That's actually really cool, man. Like, uh, when, when you think about it, like, that's such a weird-ass gimmick. But it worked. He got over, which is the name of the game. Get your ass yeah. over. He yeah. got over that way. Yeah, the Kishi was fucking great. And, I mean, you, you people, people today still know him as that dancing fat guy, you yeah. know, that, that gave a stinky face. And <laughs> like I said, in his Hall of Fame, like after his speech, his sons came back out and said, hold on, hold on, hold on, and handed him his sunglasses. He put his sunglasses on, <laughs> they put theirs on, and they actually they kicked on the music, and they started dancing. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Right there on stage, man. That's awesome. Oh, dude, it was, it was phenomenal. That's awesome. For them to be able to share that with their dad is just cool as hell. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Think about, the, think about The Rock. Uh, the Rock had to, was able to induct his own dad to the Hall of Fame. Which, like you said, I mean, to be able to enjoy that with your with your dad. Awesome. Uh, he was also able to. I want to say he's the one that done it. I'm pretty sure he was. He also inducted his grandpa, the high chief. That's awesome. Which is pretty fucking cool. Even yeah. though his grandpa's already gone, his grandma came up and accepted it yeah. for him. But yeah, after they were starting seeing people going interrupted that match because it was supposed to be a tag team match with Usos and somebody else. So their dad, their dad sat there on the ring side and watched them and got to see them win their match, which was really cool for their dad to be there when they won their match. You know, I wonder if, his, if he's actually the one that trained them. Probably. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, I mean I'm sure he worked with them. I mean, that, that family had so many stars. I, I, I mean, just star like, you don't even realize oh, yeah. how I mean, many stars. The Rock, Roman Reigns, Usos, Rikishi, uh... uh Umaga, Umaga. Uh, the Wild Samoans, High Chief. They're all related. Uh, yeah, they're, they're just one. That's one family. Yeah. Like, you think the heart, the hearts are big. I mean, and Bret Hart, huge star. Uh, he's one that helped Stone Cold get his career really rolling. But the Hart family had nothing on the Samoan dynasty. Know, dude, that's have- why it's called the dynasty. It's not. The Hart family, you know, like the Hart family. Yeah. But the Samoans, it's the Samoan yeah, dynasty. A lot of them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them all have them, like, full sleeve tattoos. Yeah. Uh, his, their grandpa had full body, like, all his whole legs yeah, were Uso tattooed. Yeah, have them now. Yusuf didn't originally, when they first started, didn't have them. They have them now. Well, neither did The Rock originally. No, he just had his bull tattoo. His Brahma bull. Yeah, then he ended up getting it, and now the Usos have it. 
and so does Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, yeah. And it's a big, it's a big deal for him. Yeah, big family deal for him. Yeah. That's uh, cool though. Cool as hell. So obviously, what we discovered is there was a lot of tag teams <laughs> in the '90s, or in the Attitude Era that got over. Yeah. Uh, New Age Outlaws part of DX, but I just love their gimmick. Uh, Road Dog Jesse James, <laughs> who's now a producer for WWE, and Billy Gunn's a coach for AEW. Uh, but the Road Dog Jesse James, the idea was he was cousins with the legendary Jesse James. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Not the motorcycle maker, the actual yeah. Jesse James, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, but a lot of people didn't realize he was actually a Marine. Uh, he actually went on to other shows talking about how, man, he, he had a lot of fun during that era, but he wished he wasn't always high or drunk. So he could have enjoyed it more. Yeah. Downfall to them right there is that a lot of people in that in that time period, man, they, they wrestled through injuries. They didn't have the wellness policy they have now. <clears throat> so if you were hurt, you turned you, turn to, you just didn't. Didn't tell anybody because yeah, just used alcohol or drugs to ease the pain, or both, or both, yeah. And they could just buy them like Skittles, so it wasn't hard for them to get. And it just imagine how much better that could have been if a lot of them guys were clean. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's the that was the downfall of Scott Hall. He was always he was always intoxicated. So yeah. many people said. When he was clean, super creative guy. Yeah. We talked about that last week. Yeah. So you you have guys like that who are just super creative. And then, of course, you know you do have people like Triple H who they just don't drink. They don't do drugs. You know, or Sam Punk, you know, his lifestyle. Uh, again, didn't drink, didn't do drugs, didn't, didn't smoke. Is he still is he still wrestling UFC? Because I know he went to UFC. No, I didn't think it lasted very long. But I know he went, went to try his hand at it for a little bit. Yeah, no, he's not. He did actually say he would come back to wrestling, as long as two conditions were met. One has to be an, an extremely interesting storyline, and two, an ass load of money. <laughs> he was part of the Nexus for a while. Uh yeah, but he, the truth is, he didn't need him. He didn't. Yeah, need he him. didn't. Uh, he just needed to be CM Punk. Straight edge superstar, man. Actually, it worked both ways. Like, when he was a heel, straight edge, he'd take it to extreme that way. You know, like, everybody should be straight edge. When he was a baby face, when he's straight edge, you know, but he's still a working man's man, you know. So, that his whole lifestyle worked both ways. And, of course, he married AJ Lee, who her whole gimmick was a psychotic bitch. <laughs> Like, fucking crazy. I shouldn't say psychotic. She was just fucking crazy. She got over, though. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, yeah obviously, like I said, in the, in the head to there, there was a lot of factions. A lot of factions. Because that's like the most what we talked about is factions. It's kind of hard not to for that era, though, because there was so many of them during that era. Yeah, there was also a lot of dumbass matches, too, like uh, Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. <laughs> That was WCW. Viagra on a pole. Again, WCW. <laughs> Vince Russo. His mind. 
I don't understand why you think that's a good idea, but hey, whatever. I still watched it. <laughs> uh, but then you did have creative people like uh, Chris Jericho. You know, the list of Jericho. I'm the man of a thousand and one moves. <laughs> and then named the same move five times. <laughs> they had to do something. <laughs> uh, uh, unfortunately, there's some stars like... Maybe he hoped nobody would notice. No, that was the whole point. <laughs> He's intentionally done it. It was just funny. Uh, Good for the entertainment. Then, then you did have uh, stuff like the Cruiserweights in WCW. You know, them stars, they were breakout stars, man. Don't, you didn't have to have a sto- huge storyline for them. Like They can go in and just put on a great fucking match. And Eric Bischoff was smart enough because he realized he needed something for right there in, in the hour switch to keep people into it. So that's where he put them. And the, so right there at that first hour, we gotta have you gotta have a high octane match to keep people interested. Boom, because their their matches were fast paced. They when did uh, high flying? When did Red Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero come in? Uh, Eddie Guerrero was in ECW first, and were they around there and had to there and all that. They were. I thought, uh, I thought they, they were. They were cruiserweights in WCW. That's what I thought. I thought they uh, were. Rey Mysterio and WCW wrestled as Rey Mysterio Jr. because he got his name from his uncle, so he couldn't use Rey Mysterio because his uncle was still wrestling. When his uncle retired, he was able to drop the junior, and the idea is to be able to just pass on the Mysterio name. Six one nine, the West Coast pop when he <laughs> hops did that little fucking jump off the top rope. Did him and Eddie Guerrero had a lot of great matches. Uh, in ECW, man, Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko had classics. They, had, they literally that's what it's called now. Is that is the Guerrero Malenko classic? Because like they had three matches, and they were. The very definition of wrestling, of technical wrestling. There wasn't, you didn't see Eddie Guerrero do a whole bunch of high flying stuff. Dean Malenko, of course, isn't a high flyer. He's just a technical wrestler. He's just on the smaller side. Uh, But they didn't have to do all that. And ECW, the home of the extreme, they didn't do any extreme matches. They just wrestled. Yeah. But they were so <laughs> they were so phenomenal. They were such phenomenal wrestlers that when they decided they were going to go, they're going to do one more match, and they were leaving ECW. ECW crowd saying, "Please don't go! Please don't go!" And they didn't do anything extreme. Like the extreme stuff didn't come to later. Freddie Guerrero. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, then him and Eddie, or him and Ray, had that match over Dominic. Yeah, so Tom. <laughs> Although, okay, man, his his gimmicks, phenomenal gimmicks. Eddie Guerrero's gimmicks were phenomenal. Like Latino Heat. Latino Heat. Uh, his gimmick, his gimmick on how he wins, you know, lie, cheat, steal. Yeah. Phenomenal. And some of the some of the shit he did, it was just entertaining. <laughs> like, uh, oh, the referee's back's turned. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab the title, bring it in. I'm gonna act like I got hit with it. <laughs> Or a chair, he threw the chair at the other person, they catch it, and he just 
drop on the ground, referee turn around. Oh, <laughs> must have been that he got hit with it. Phenomenal. Hell yeah. <laughs> Made it entertaining, man. That's what it's all about. And that's just it, man. He wasn't just a wrestler, dude. Eddie Guerrero. He was an entertainer. Entertainer. He was an entertainer. Rey Mysterio is an entertainer, but a phenomenal wrestler. Hell but yeah. he is a luchador wrestler. Uh, then he had Chavo, which didn't really... He had a decent career, but his just not talked yeah. about like his it uncle's. Wasn't, it wasn't nowhere near as big as... His uncle Eddie's. Eddie's. Yeah. But still, another family that's huge, man. The Guerrero Do- family. Now, and now Dominic's wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Dominic Mysterio. He was, dude, he, he, him and him and... Uh, it's, it's funny, though, if you like, look at him. If you actually look at him compared to his dad, he's so much taller he than really his dad. He really is. He really is. But he wrestles just like his dad. Yeah, him and Seth Rollins had a thing going, a battle going. Which is actually pretty cool that he wrestles Monday Night Messiah. I know, then he became the Friday Night Messiah. Yeah. Actually, it was a pretty cool gimmick at first. Because it was... Then he left. It was Seth Rollins and fucking... Uh, Buddy Murphy. Yeah. <clears throat> but then apparently Buddy Murphy and uh, Ray's daughter kind of becoming a thing. And, you know. Hey, man. Cool storyline, though. And he turned it and he, he turned it back on Seth. Cool ass storyline. And they also he also had the AOP for a while. I mean, it was a cool gimmick, though. Cool it's there. actually funny though when you think about it, because like all these wrestlers that we're talking about, all have almost all have kids that wrestle. Yeah, Eddie Guerrero, his daughter wrestles. She doesn't wrestle for WWE. She wrestles on the Indies. Yeah, and I think she actually might wrestle for AEW occasionally, but she wrestles on the Indies. Well, yeah, I mean, like I said, Rikishi's son, they wrestle. Uh, Ric Flair's daughter wrestles. Fucking a lot of them have kids that are wrestling now. In the business. Oh, yeah, man. I, I'd say it. Okay. Let's get real, man. They got to wake up. If, you're, if your parent is a Hall of Fame talent and you don't succeed, there's a problem with <laughs> yeah. you. You got you got it. The, they got that pressure on them. They know they got to be big. They got to succeed. I mean, when you think about was the, the Usos and Roman Reigns are what? Third generation wrestlers? Like Same with The Rock, a third generation wrestler. That's a lot of pressure. It's bad. It's bad if like if you're like Natalia, someone we didn't talk about. She still right tail into the Attitude Era, yeah. but she has a lot of pressure because of who her dad is yep. and who her uncles are. All the heart family. That's a big fucking deal. Yeah. But she succeeded in her own way. Yeah. And she's kept the heart tradition alive. That's that's all that mattered. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully, all these other wrestlers keep the tradition alive for them. Like, keep creating. I mean, the keep, Rock, the Rock was here. He became huge. The Rock became bigger than WWE. <laughs> I mean, he, he became bigger than wrestling. He definitely didn't let his family down. <laughs> I mean, now truth is, would it even be worth him coming back and wrestling? He makes hundreds of millions of dollars in movies. I mean, the Usos are doing damn good. I. Are both of them still wrestling? Usos both are, yeah. Because I know for a long time, for a while, not too long ago, it was the one of them was one and the one of them and it was a Jey Uso. Everyone Reigns had a thing going, yeah, for the title. Well, that's the thing too is uh, they're trying to make them single wrestlers, trying to get the Usos to not be a tag team anymore. Yeah, trying to get wrestling on their own. 
And I think that's kind of a, a mistake. It really is. I mean, they're a hell of a, they're a, hell of a tag team. Um, a lot of tag teams do break up, but they are legit brothers. Why? Why break them up? I mean, yeah, Matt and Jeff were able to do it on their own, you know. But Matt didn't succeed to nearly the, the height that Jeff, the height that Jeff did. Mm-hmm. And that's just because Jeff, Jeff was more charismatic. There is a reason he is called the charismatic enigma. Yeah, he was more the high flyer. And, you know, His match was just more interesting. You know? you know, he didn't get straddled with bad gimmicks like Matt did. Yeah. That's, that, that was the huge difference. All right, so we're going to end our discussion today about 90s era wrestling. Uh, didn't realize we were going. We're still, man. Apparently, we can really talk about some wrestling. Talk about some. Well, and we kind of did stretch out to like some newer stuff, too. So that's it wasn't just old. That's because so. a lot of the people we were talking about kind of tied to some of the newer stuff. So it was kind of hard not to mention some of the newer stuff. Well, yeah, because if you're talking about one the, about the guy, I mean, you, you got to talk about what he's doing now. Yeah. So, makes sense. Yeah, a lot of them are retired. Some aren't. Some even come back from retirement. A.K.A. Edge. Uh, he's kind of come back. But, you know, yeah, it's not hard to talk about. Especially an era that was so interesting. Yeah. It, it was a huge era. <laughs> uh, but... Hopefully next week Tyler's back with us, and we can get back to what we're doing. I know next week's episode is going to be best uh, Christmas movie because it will be the episode right before Christmas. So I think we'd be kind of dumb if we didn't. Yeah. Uh, so we'll definitely stay tuned in for that. Um, Please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. I can't say it. <laughs> oh. Reach out to us by email, thecreeptasticnerd at gmail.com. On Twitter, at creeptasticnerd. Again, we don't use Twitter all that often. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. We really don't. Uh, Reach out to us on Facebook because we do mess with our Facebook quite a bit. And we definitely check our emails constantly. Yes. And even if I don't post on Facebook a lot, we do check Check our Facebook. So if you post something or send us something, we know. And we will definitely respond. Uh, the Facebook is at the Creeptastic Nerds. <laughs> Jay's readjusting his mic. I, I smacked it with my hat and it was bouncing. Oh. Uh, but yeah, definitely reach out to us. Yeah, we'd definitely love to hear from you guys. Send us some voice clips. I'm thinking for the last episode of the year, we do like. Uh, reflection back on you know we don't have to necessarily hit up every single topic but you know kind of just bounce back you know oh man you know this episode you know really cool because of this reason you know that kind of thing or just crap has happened throughout the year to us yeah i mean any of the topics that we've covered you guys have anything to add to it just reach out to us you know we definitely would like to hear from you guys Absolutely, and I mean, if you want to throw Tyler some well wishes, he gets emails too. Oh, and thank you, Belgium. We now see that we have somebody in Belgium listening. That's awesome. When we're spreading out, man, I, I love the idea that we're spreading out. I really love to hear about from where you guys are from, man. That's awesome. Uh, we definitely need to get a website, but uh, until... Somebody make us a theme song. 
And a new logo. And a new logo, yeah. We need a new logo. Because we're talking about get, getting us some face masks for because it's COVID stuff. You know, to help with advertisement. And name out there. We kind of can't, you know, we don't want to put our recurrent logo on it. We want to put something new. Something, something that's that, going to pop. Something that's, that really says us. Something that's going to catch, you know, people's eyes. Something that we're wearing it, you know. Make them look like, oh, what's that? Exactly. Uh, so somebody creates another logo. If somebody's super talented like that, that is. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot draw that well. I can't draw well either, so it shouldn't heck ain't gonna be me. Uh, but we definitely would love if somebody sent us a new logo. That'd be great. That would be awesome. Uh, somebody sent us a theme song. Look, man, we'll shout you out every single episode. Hell yeah. Uh, nothing else, man. It gets you. It gets you known as a songwriter. If that's what you want to be, that'd be phenomenal. Same with the logo. We'll give you a shout out. You know that way. Get your name out there as an artist, you know. Uh, but yeah, reach out to us, man. Tell us, tell us your ghost story. We're, we're gonna have a ghost story episode coming about coming up pretty soon, probably in the new year. Uh, I'm assuming that's probably when it's gonna be because we only got a couple weeks left in December. Yeah, it's hard to believe this year's almost over. Thank God. Tell me, it's been a rough year, man. It really has. And man, just that's what I was talking about, man. I think we just need a reflection episode, and just kind of tell our listeners like why it's been such a bad year for us. Like, man, I picked a hell of a time to start. <laughs> it's been, it's been, it's been real bad. <clears throat> you think about this, man. Look, we realized today we are on episode nineteen. We almost reached twenty episodes. It's been twenty weeks that this thing has been on. Which, awesome. <laughs> awesome. And I bought my mic like two years ago. I was like, you know, I want to start a podcast. Of course, everybody in my life's like, why do you want to start a podcast? Because I think podcasts are awesome. That was my whole reason for wanting to start one. It is awesome. I think it's really cool. You know, it's fun. And I just enjoyed it now. Discuss topics. And- I, I just enjoy doing it. I have fun. I laugh a lot. Or like last two weeks, just obviously... We have a lot to talk about yeah. through them. So, uh, unfortunately, Tyler couldn't be here with us. I don't know how much he would have added to it. Yeah, I don't know. He really knows as much about it as we do. So we kind of took but, took advantage of took advantage of it. So he didn't have to do the research. Because it was something me and Jay knew. We did research. We had stuff for our notebooks, but we didn't even touch our notebooks. So yeah, we really didn't. Um, my notebook was on my desk. It ain't no more. Uh oh. So we'll have to find that again. Probably one of the kids jacked it and took off with it. <laughs> <laughs> My last notebook I had to throw away. I saved all every note I took, man, every all the research I done, I saved all of it because I was gonna post it once we started Patreon and my dog peed on it. Because one of the kids took off took off out of my office with it and threw it on the floor somewhere and my dog peed on it. I picked it up, and dog pee came off. I was like, nope, throwing it away. So you got another one, and now it's not on his desk. I got a pink one. Bright pink, so I should be able to spot that damn thing really quick. I mean, that ran off. Honestly, it may be in my living room. I don't know know why it'd be in my living room. Or it's in my desk. But please reach out to us. We can't ask enough, guys. Yeah, we really can't. Um, Here soon, hopefully, we're back into our studio. Because definitely want to get back into there. We're really working on getting our own board, so we'll have to borrow one. Man, it's just difficult borrowing one. Right now, it just kind of worked because two mics 
just work on my computer. It is what it is. I like the board better because it allowed us to have all of us a mic. And we got to do some modifications to our table yeah. to accommodate all of our mics. Yeah. Because when we bought the table, didn't think about the rounded edges of the table. doesn't allow our mics to clip to them. So we got to attach some boards or something to it so we can. Because <laughs> yeah, now Tyler will finally have his mic. Uh, yeah, Tyler did finally order his mic. So hopefully with all this overtime I'm working, hopefully I can order me a new board. And or I hopefully well between hopefully me and Jay we can order the board. Yeah. That's the plan. Uh that little more expensive board that we were looking at, that'd be the better yeah, the better be one. Because nice, nice then we can have because I know we want an episode with our aunt who was once a Wiccan. Who can't really get into our studio. No, that'll have to be a remote one because she like Jay said, we she can't get into our studio because our studio is in Jay's to basement. Go to her. Uh, yeah, we'll have to go to her, and the board we get never come built-in mics, man. Built-in wireless mics, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I mean that's what we're looking forward to. Hopefully, here soon, me and Jay, like I said, me and Jay can get it. It's, but between two of us, only what seventy something dollars. We're definitely trying. We're working our ass off. And I'm working enough <laughs> overtime. Right now, because for some weird reason, all of a sudden we went from no overtime <laughs> to an asshole to overtime. Probably trying to get everything done before the end of the year. Yeah, because we got inventory coming up at the end of the year. I actually work for an elevator company. Jay works for Subway. Tyler works for a Eat little fresh. restaurant. <laughs> Tyler works for a little restaurant called Made Right. See, everybody's getting the shout out here. <laughs> Except for my work. I didn't say what my work was. I just work for an elevator company. Uh, but yeah, seriously, reach out to us. Yeah, please reach out. Uh, I'm sure we probably sound like broken records every week asking you guys, but please. Yeah, it, we can't ask you enough. Uh, we've gotten a few emails from people, but not what we're not really what we're looking for. It's people wanting to do stuff for us and charge us an asshole of money. <laughs> I mean, Haunted AF did reach out to us, reach contact us back. Which was really cool. It was cool. Uh, but reach out to us. Email us. TheCreeptasticNerd at gmail.com uh, Facebook at TheCreeptasticNerds Twitter is at CreeptasticNerd uh, If you do send something to our Twitter it's cool. I will respond. Because I do have Twitter on my phone. And it is signed into that. Please give us a 5 star review on Apple Podcast. That just helps make it easier for people to find us. And, hey, have you actually Google searched our podcast name? Mm-mm. You should check it out sometime. It pops up a lot of different places now. Uh, and it actually pops up, like, what, second or third in the search. Like, when you type in the creep and you hit that T, pops up. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And it pops up in, like, several different countries. Damn. Uh, like Indonesia has their own little site that they listen to it on, which I didn't know. That's cool. That's cool as hell. But I think we're in this and enjoy the rest of our Saturday because that's what we're <laughs> recording. So, I'll see you guys in the next episode. See you later.